and Dan for your Welcome Back to School 2021 podcast here in August of 2020, and we are so excited to welcome you guys back to what will certainly be an unconventional school year, uh, but nonetheless, the week before, I, I don't know, I still get butterflies, even though I'm not in a classroom. I still love the all the vibes going around as teachers return and students are, you know, buying school supplies and or not. Yeah, I, or don't not. I don't <laughs> Maybe know. Not. It, it, you know, it, and yeah, there's always an excitement for a new year. It's a reset. And mm-hmm. certainly this new year is, uh, you know, as I think we've used the word unprecedented uh, more times than uh, ever before in the last in the last uh, five or six months. But uh, it is still a time to sort of restart and, mm-hmm. and get a chance to, you know, meet a new group of students and, and provide opportunities for them and to you to grow. And um, it's it's. You know, it's an exciting time, even if it does, yeah. even if it's a little heavier than normal. It is heavier. Um, I, I disclosed to Dan before we jumped on the cast here that, um, you know, I, I think I'm finally hitting my threshold with, uh, you know, things being shut down and not being able to, you know, go places. Uh, I think it finally is catching up with me. Like, you know, this is lame. <laughs> um, yeah, it's lame. Just... That's a great, a great word to... <laughs> It's just not my favorite thing, but I think there's a mindset layer and I I keep trying to remind myself I can see it as a challenge or an adventure or a, you know, a a one-off, an outlier year, Um, or I can, uh, you know, sit around and and continue to be funky about it. Um, I'm going to choose to say adventure instead of unprecedented times. Here we are in our adventure. adventure. Yeah, I like that. I'll go with adventure. So with that in mind, we just wanted to jump in with you today really quickly as you are certainly um, probably fishing through an email uh, inbox that's unlike one you've ever seen before. Um, We just wanted to reframe the year, set the context of where we are and where we're hoping to be um, and sort of what all the variables are in between. And then we know that you've been getting tons of stuff in your email inboxes, whether it's from the, from our district or from outside, you know, uh, maybe colleagues that you work with or vendors or all of that kind of stuff. Um, so we want to make sure that you've got a few key pieces of information on your radar um, and let you know where to find those in case they haven't come across uh, your inbox. They, they're in your inbox, but in case you haven't come across them in your inbox yet, just make sure that we call those out to you. Um, so that's kind of our goal for today's session. Starting with, um, here we are. We're starting with distance learning. We weren't sure if that was going to be the case. It is the case. And we have sort of a, a vision for what it could look like as the county and the state continue to evolve their um, you know, criteria for us to be back in person. Uh, Dan, what do you think it's going to look like here? What are we What are we planning for? Well, we're planning distance learning. Governor made that decision mm-hmm. for us, uh, and set some criteria in there that we're in distance learning for a while. There's basically 28 days that we have to be uh, under 100 per 100,000 cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we think about like what's that turnaround going to be? Well, we're going to really across the county see this sort of timeline. 
uh, you know, go by is like once we hit under 100, then day by day, that 28 days will tick down. And if we go over, it restarts. So, so I know there's lots of concerns like when are we going to get back to 25% and, and, and like excitement because you want to see the kids and concerns because, you know, this is uh, strange times to be going into a school with all these safety uh, protocols in yeah. place. And uh, we want to make sure we do that right. So, so there will be a lot of uh, uh, warning. It's not going to be like yeah. a, a week, oh, yeah, we're back a week later. No, we will, we will know that we're getting closer. And then we'll be putting those those safety protocols in place. And then uh, the board will ultimately decide if it, what date it happens. But again, it's not going to be like on a on a week's notice. Uh, whether it's at the end of the quarter, the middle of the quarter, it'll all depend upon uh, you know probably where we are in the quarter. Right. So. so we do. Let's say we do meet the threshold. We we see it coming down the road. Hey, things are taking a turn for the positive. Uh, we're looking like we may be able to on-ramp, we start messaging that out. What will it look like when we first are able to invite students back to campuses? Uh, we'll be starting at the level two, which is kids come once a week. So we'll be taking anybody, you know, any teachers, let's say period one, uh, we will be identifying students who want a distance only uh, okay. situation. So we will still offer uh, distance only. Uh, we will take those students and, and basically put them aside, and then we'll divide the rest of the students into four. Okay. So then on Tuesday, uh, group A will come, well, you know, Wednesday, group B, uh, through the end of the week, all the way, you know, through group D. Uh, and, and you'll basically teach the same lesson four times, yeah. which I'm sure is, you know, especially if you're teaching all the same prep, you know, not necessarily excited to do, but hopefully excited to get in front of students. Yeah. and. Those numbers will be low enough that I think we'll be, uh, you know, we'll be able to put all the safety protocols and, and measures in place to make sure that you, uh, the teacher and, and the administrator and the counselor, feel safe as well as the students. Yeah. Because the last thing we want to do is come back to uh, a situation where uh, we don't feel safe. You of know, Because this is these are these stakes are bigger than than uh, what we've ever faced before. Yeah. Okay, so once we are able to on-ramp at 25%, then the idea would be meeting all criteria, we would then ramp up to 50%, which so is like a phase three? A phase, yeah, level three is level three. Uh, is kids come twice a week, and basically that would be a combination of, let's say, you know, groups A and C, and then B and D, and kids would come on a Tuesday, Thursday, or a Wednesday, sure, okay. Wednesday Friday. Uh, and, and there's lots of things that have to happen before that. So before you know anybody uh, really thinks about the repercussions, uh, one of the things that would have to happen is the county would say, uh, you know, that that six feet probably mm -hmm. you can go less than six feet, and that would you know that's not a Grossmont Union High School uh, district decision. Right. That is a uh, state of California and county health department decision. So uh, if that were the case, we would of course then. Uh, follow whatever guidelines were, were provided and and one thing that I think uh, we're gonna see in this next you know as we move into bringing kids back to school at some point is that this isn't gonna be a GHSD thing again this right. is gonna be a county San Diego yeah. county uh, countywide process so uh, we will be uh, working together with with everyone around us to make sure we're doing it safely because uh, again no one wants sure. people to be in an unsafe environment well, we know it's it's frustrating to try and plan for four or five different variables at once. Uh, we we feel that up, up here and you know in our work, um, 
it's you know it's tricky but we don't have any insider info um we're just you know trying to do the best we can to support uh all of our staff and teachers and make sure that you guys have what you need um you know as you do plan and as you transition from one level or to another level uh we'll be trying to look a little ahead down the road and make sure that we've got systems and structures and supports in place for you uh, if and when we do move that direction. So hopefully that gives you guys a little bit of the context. Um, we know you're starting distance learning. Uh, man, you guys stepped up over the summer with professional that was learning. Amazing. Holy moly, you guys, we saw just record numbers of um, you know of teachers and and staff signing up for our summer learning opportunities and as we've rolled out this week of pre-service uh, professional learning opportunities seeing lots and lots of you uh, deciding what you want to what you want to take and what's going to be the best resource for your your practice um, with that in mind we gained a ton of momentum with Schoology over the summer uh, we trained over the summer uh, uh, almost 400 teachers um, that's pretty schoology. amazing. It's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, and, and whether it was in a self-paced module or maybe you took part in one of those Schoology summer camps, uh, we onboarded a ton of, of new friends. So if you were part of the pilot last year and you felt a little lonely, you have plenty of new friends this year. Uh, and then, of course, this week, starting a new round of professional learning offerings, we've got a, a whole other hundred or so teachers coming into the Schoology family. So that's exciting. As you start your Schoology journey, we just wanted to remind you that um, certainly, especially as you're doing it in tandem with a distance learning uh, protocol that's new to you, uh, there will be bumps. There will be hiccups. Uh, things won't always go perfectly as with any new tech or any new paradigm or any new uh, protocol at, at, at work. So. Just keep in mind that you set the tone for your students. You know, if, if you are um, in the middle of your Zoom, <coughs> excuse me, and your Schoology isn't working so great, um, do your best to not let that bleed onto your kids. You know, model your troubleshooting process. It's okay to say, you know, this just isn't working right now. Let's go to a plan B. Um, what we really hope you'll avoid is just sort of poisoning that well for your students who may be getting used to Schoology, maybe haven't used it before. We don't want them to feel like uh, my teacher hates this and so now so do I. And, and I think that um, it, it's not just about Schoology, it's about that positive tone that we're going to have to you know keep with kids. That's a good point. Uh, this is not an ideal situation for them. And uh, it was recently brought to my attention you know, by, by uh, I'm just going to say it by my son, who's who's disappointed to start a senior year in in a distance learning environment. That in a year, we are going to be back ideally, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to be back to whatever the new normal looks like, which will look more like probably what it used to than what we're dealing yeah. with right now. But all of our students will not have this year to repeat. You know, we'll look at our 15, 20, 30 year careers and go, man, that was a crazy year and a quarter right yes, oh my yeah, gosh yeah. but the kids who are you know in the trenches with us who are for that one for that part of their journey will always remember their senior year or their junior yeah. year as this is this was the, their defining moment so we need to keep positive and uplifting yeah. you know and and make sure that that even when we face frustrations that we don't we don't poison the well as, as Tiffany said we don't uh, 
you know, we don't create an a even more negative experience. It's yeah. our job, even if it is sort of negative at times, to paint it in the best light possible. Uh, and I think not doing that is uh, doing a disservice to our kids yeah. who, who are struggling in a way different way than we are struggling. And, and we know you are struggling yeah. and we are struggling as adults do, dealing with this. But we're getting paid to struggle a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and our kids, this is their shot at whatever grade they're in. And let's let's uh, let's try and let's try and stay positive. Yeah, yeah. And just just you know they'll mirror you. If you're feeling um, you know frustrated and, and fed up, and your comments are maybe hedging toward toward the negative, or, or you're feeling pretty salty, um, they're going to mirror that, and they're going to internalize that. So no, we can't be you know 100% positive, and we don't want to be inauthentic. But um, just kind of think about your lens with students, and and what you maybe are passing down to them. Um, and if you do need that place to get support or work through a problem or whatever, no, no shortage of resources uh, available. We're going to talk about some of those right here at the end of the podcast, um, just where you can reach out if you're struggling with something or you do need support. Um, you know, and keeping in mind, it's not just your students. You've got new staff members at your school, um, you know, staff members who maybe are new to, to using a lot of tech in their instructional program. And so if you can be that uh voice of positivity or just consistency for them, uh, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. So with that in mind, we know you're getting tons of resources. Uh, you're getting all the things. And so uh, we just wanted to circle back to that idea that there are some things we want to put front and center on your radar, some pretty critical documents and resources that have been coming your way, either most likely from GUHSD Learns or from GUHSD Tech. Uh, many have come out in the past two or three days, one from Dan last Friday uh, at GUHSD Learns, and I sent one out on Sunday um, and from GUHSD Tech. So if you haven't seen them, you may want to circle back to your inbox and look for those senders, GUHSD Learns and GUHSD Tech. Uh, Dan, what's been coming out from GUHSD Learns? So a couple, couple big things. One is our teaching and learning plan, mm -hmm. uh, and it's called the 2021 GUHSD Teaching and Learning Plan, and it's really just sort of setting up the big guidelines on what instruction uh, should be looking like this year. Mm -hmm. uh, thinking about how, how can you create a, you know, a dynamic classroom? What are the periods that you can expect kids to be live? Because we, unlike, in, unlike the spring uh, yeah. distance learning attempt, we have set, a, uh, you know, set aside times where you can host a live class so kids can come together and you can be you know, together as a class twice a week for an hour. Uh, it talks about attendance and participation, and, and we're still working out on some of the, working out the details on what that e looks like exactly. But we're going to be doing it. Uh, talking about grades, grades count. Yep. That being yep. said, think about your grades. You know, we are in this distance environment. Kids don't have the same access to resources. Uh, we really need to be thinking about uh, how we how we grade students, and and is that equitable considering the situation and uh, in general. So there's lots of information on that. Uh, certainly, certainly you should go and, and read it if you haven't. The second big thing we sent out was the professional learning options for uh, this, this back to school week. Mm -hmm. And we have, I didn't count, but I want to say 15 to 20 options. And some of them are repeats from uh, the summer yep. if you didn't get through those. So Schoology 100 is on there. Uh, we have uh, some, some pieces related to UDL. We have some flipped learning. We have a whole uh, bunch of special ed additions turnitin.com, 
uh, a whole whole bunch of different things, including two additional Schoology modules. Yeah. Wanna, uh, yeah, let's I, talk about I, that. I, I want to hear about that because <laughs> I think these are huge as far yeah. as taking your Schoology use to that, that yeah. next level. Well, we would have loved to have been able to put all of Schoology 200 uh, out there, but we wanted to be really purposeful and thoughtful about... Um, teacher focus and teacher time in these weeks leading up to, or days leading up to students returning. So what we did was we pulled two modules from our Schoology 200 course. Uh, the first is supporting diverse learners in Schoology. Schoology has a ton of uh, UDL related options and features that really do help support those UDL tenants. Uh, that idea that our learners are varied, uh, we wanna give them multiple means of, of representation and, and ways to share their understanding. Uh, we've got all sorts of cool layers in Schoology that will help you personalize and differentiate and scaffold and support and um, purposefully design the learning experience for students. Um, so we're really excited. Uh, that is called Supporting Diverse Learners with Schoology, and that is available. Uh, about a two-hour module to complete if you're interested in that. And then the second is Assessing with Schoology, and this is gonna go through everything from the really, really um, powerful built-in assessments tool, uh, 17 different question types, um, really interactive, just, it's it's not your it's not your grandpa's test and quiz um you know it's 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 a really awesome tool i think it's pretty exciting um so we're going to cover that but we're also going to cover the other layers of assessing student understanding uh, whether that's more of the formative assessment how can you do quick little checks for understanding get a gauge especially without kids in the room to read body language and uh, eye rolls and all of those kinds of things. Uh, how, how do you know where your kids are and what you need to reteach? And um, so, so that's exciting to have that in there. Talking about connecting LTI or um, like third party apps into your formative assessment toolbox. Uh, so assessing in Schoology, pretty robust. Uh, another two hour module that we just pulled out of Schoology 200. And what's really nice is if you complete both or either of those, uh, it'll just apply forward to your Schoology 200 course if you want to take that uh, in a few weeks when, when that gets offered. So we invite everybody who's completed Schoology 100, and that's a lot of you now, <laughs> so exciting to say, um, to take a look at those on Dan's professional, or on the on the professional learning doc that Dan shared uh, via GUHSD Learns. Uh, check that out. And, and all of these options we, we're giving you the week to to mm -hmm. do whatever you mm -hmm. can but we will be re-offering everything on an ongoing basis and and one of the reasons why we wanted to kind of stick everything in this week is schools have designated some time for distance learning uh and school in schoology professional learning uh and then uh, we're also making available an additional an additional four hours at the professional activities rate if you do uh, five to eight hours so you can get paid for four additional hours beyond the four that your your school is uh putting aside for you oh that's uh -oh. Uh, apparently you're being uh wow. asked to, to step off stage okay just ignore that we'll okay. uh we'll uh get that out in post-production <laughs> just keep right on going okay so uh so, so you know, we're trying to give as many opportunities to teachers to uh, to learn both during the professional learning days and outside of the professional learning days, and our our options will continue to grow yeah. as we go into the school year and we identify additional needs based upon the experiences of the, of the first few weeks of school. Yeah.
And something else that we haven't even mentioned is that all of this professional learning is being offered through Schoology. Yes. So you get a chance as you become a learner in Schoology to sort of see, hey, how might someone design a course? How might they use folders versus a page versus you know a, a discussion board? So as you participate in these courses, um, you know, have your teacher hat on, but also kind of be thinking as a student and what that experience is like, uh, which types of activities resonate more with you. So it's really giving you a chance to be fully immersed in that Schoology ecosystem. And I know you, you've got some comments through the Schoology 100. I ran a couple mm -hmm. professional mm -hmm. learning uh, sessions over the summer. Same thing. Not yeah. only did people appreciate flipped learning or, or the Empower Your Students uh, sessions, but they also appreciated seeing what it looks like in, uh, in Schoology. Yeah. So in sure. that combination of screencasts and activities and all mm -hmm. the things that, that uh, will be helpful in a distance learning environment. Definitely. Definitely. Well, that is a couple of the things that have come out from GUHSD Learn. So make sure that you have put eyes on that professional learning document as well as the teaching and learning plan. And then similarly, uh, Sunday evening from GUHSD Tech, a resource with or a, an email with six resources. We've been busy sort of trying to anticipate what you and your students might need upon return. And so that has several documents that might be of interest to you, including um, a video package that we're really proud of. We know students, especially our freshmen or our new to campus or our transfers, uh, they may not be familiar with a Chromebook or a Gmail account or how to use Chrome or how do I browse the internet. And you guys do such good work with those students when you can be in person. Uh, but we know that's going to be an extra added layer uh, here on top of distance learning. So what we've done is created a student video suite that's everything you need to know about getting started with a Chromebook. All the way from I'm a freshman and this is the first time I've ever had a Chromebook. How do I log in? How do I turn it on? How do I access things? What do these holes in the side of it do? Do they charge it? Do I plug something into it? So we've got a getting started with your brand new Chromebook video on there. Uh, we've got how to use your Gmail, how to log into Schoology, how to use Infinite Campus. Uh, so a really cool document there in that email that we sent out Sunday night that we hope you will use. It's set up to either print and, and hand out to students, which we know a lot of sites were doing at their Chromebook distributions. Uh, so your students might have a printed copy, uh, but you can also email that and forward that to students if, if they're asking questions about how do I do something. Uh, maybe check that document first and see if we've already created a quick little tutorial so you don't have to uh, reinvent the wheel. Also created a really do uh, a cool doc that we're, we're proud of. It's uh, how to make your Zooms more active and engaging. Um, of course, you are uh, engaging all on your own. We know that, but uh, you know, sitting and, and staring and having a conversation and or, or just listening to a lecture isn't necessarily going to set any students on fire for, for learning and content. Uh, so we've got some, some ideas we think will really help bring your Zoom sessions or your live sessions to life. Uh, that is a Zoom uh, sort of teaching and learning best practice. It's got a purple border. Uh, we hope you'll take a look at that. It's step-by-steps for everything from how do I do a Pear Deck if I'm in Zoom? How do I use a Padlet? How can I use a Jamboard, like an interactive whiteboard with students? So check that out. Some really cool ideas. Don't feel like you have to do it all, but find one or two. Yeah, or pick something and try it out and then mm -hmm. pick something else if you need to pick something else. I mean, I think I think one of our, you know, uh, our mandates for this, this, uh, this year is engaging students. We, we yeah. have to engage students and uh, 
you know, that may, may be going outside our comfort areas a little bit and trying some new tools. And, and of course, the good news is we have support. Yes. We have people who <laughs> will help you. So you, individual you, or you, whole PLC, or whole staff for that matter, uh, we want to make sure uh, we're doing everything we can to, yeah. so you are successful in helping our students be successful. Absolutely. Well said. Um, and then, of course, we've also put together a, sort of a student version and a teacher version of your Zoom commitments and agreements. Um, you know, what do you agree to? Everything from, I, you know, I promise to be attentive. I promise to listen to the speaker. I promise to take notes when necessary, those kinds of things. But also um, just a reminder that we should be Zooming from moderately professional environments for our students. Um, you know, again, we set the tone. So, um, you know, just keep that in mind. Take a look at that. Make sure you know what uh, the expectation is for you as a teacher when you're using a Zoom. And then there is even a student-friendly version that you can share with your students um, if you'd just like to make sure they understand what your expectations are when you're in a Zoom. So all of those resources have been shared with you, including some, uh, there's some others in there too. Brent and Nerva made us a, a really fabulous how to use your document camera in Zoom um, tutorial. Uh, so that's in there. Lots and lots and lots of good stuff. A uh, suite of parent resources for Schoology. If you have uh, parents that you're onboarding this year and they have questions, pretty much everything you could possibly need translated for you um, into multiple languages so that you can share that with families. Anything else that we've sent out in the past couple of days that we, uh, we feel like we want them to have eyes on? Uh, I don't think so. One other student-facing resource, uh, a distance learning guide for mm -hmm. students that talks about like time management, distraction-free studying, those sorts of things. Because we do know that uh, if you say this takes an hour, an assignment takes an hour, but they do it while they're watching Netflix and, yeah. and playing Fortnite, uh, it might take longer than an hour. So, so we need the kids to understand, and, and maybe their parents as well, that, that this is, you know, this is serious school, and just because you're not in, in class, you need to do a little focusing. So, so there's a, a number of resources on there, and that's uh, in the teaching and learning document. It's going to be on the Future Forward page, uh, and so there's, there's lots of things that you can then push your students to. Uh, you know, to, to make sure they're understanding what they need to do. And of course, reinforce that within your own class. Perfect. So with all that in mind, uh, we hope that if something does come up that you need a little support with, you will check into those docs and resources that we've shared with you. But if you're not finding what you need, we do want you to know there are tons of avenues for you to get support and actually reach out and hear a human's voice. Uh, so if you need something related to using technology in your teaching practice, uh, please reach out to guhsdtech at guhsd.net. That goes to the whole team and we sort of are all on uh, help desk duty this week as we get you guys up and running ahead of students coming back. If something technical is going funky for you, uh, maybe you're trying to log into Schoology and it's telling you your account isn't set up um, or you're having issues with an app or something that you need uh, support with, you can reach out to application support at guhsd.net. Uh, pretty much anything that has to do with a login, that's where you're going to want to start. Um, so application support at guhsd.net. And then sort of just a nice catch-all, anything related to your computer or uh, anything like that, 
help at guhsd.net. You can also reach them by phone at 956-HELP. And we do a pretty good job coordinating on the back end. If, if something ends up in the wrong spot, we're usually uh, forwarding things around and making sure it gets where it needs to go. You also have your school site techs who are super knowledgeable and helpful. Uh, so don't forget that you can reach out to them. You've got your fellow teachers. Like I said, lots more Schoology friends on your campus this year. So reach out to those fellow teachers as well. And then we have a fantastic curriculum specialist team up here at the district office, and they have been working tirelessly for you all summer as well. Annika Gooden in uh, our science position, Sophia Jacob in our ELA position, and Brian Meyer in math position. And we also have Joanne Phillips in yes, ELL. We in have ELL. Uh, Christina mm -hmm. Taranis, Mark Daniels, and Barbara Stanhope Pence in special education. And we have uh, CTE going. Uh, Lots, you know, we have lots of people who are here to help you. Absolutely. And so uh, in the teaching and learning document, there's even a section that has a, all everybody's email address and names if you need to reference it later Perfect. on under the support part of the, uh, uh, of the, of the, of yeah. the document. So no lack of resources and support for you. We know, um, you know, you, you're definitely uh, in uncharted territory. And so we want to make sure that you have what you need as you get going. So don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me at Tiffany Brown at guhsd.net and uh, D McDowell, D M C D O W E L L at guhsd.net. And we will return in September uh, with a, a brand new podcast for you. If you have anything you're interested in uh, hearing us chat about or resources you'd like or discussion you'd like to see us have, go ahead and reach out to Dan or, or myself and uh, we'll put that on the list and make sure that we get it into our rotation for you. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's going to be a great adventure. Yep. <laughs> and, and a warm good luck and uh, let us know if we can help. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Thank mm -hmm. you.